Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. This place is like Dr. Seuss's worst nightmare. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Let me say that one more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. I like to party with the people. Today on the program, Kevin Prentice, Hatter's World. What's Kevin Prentice? What's Hatter's World? Well, you're going to find out in the next few minutes. This week's shows, I have one public show this week, my regular Friday night gig at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It's the video dance party karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the star of the show. Come on out to the Rab, Conway, Arkansas. Yeah, I'll wait. I'm waiting. All right, Friday night, 8 p.m. until 1 in the a.m., full bar, kitchen's open, pool tables. They got a pool tournament Friday nights. Always a good time while you're waiting to sing on stage right next to me. <laughs> hey, in Conway, Arkansas, at the Rab. Come on out, 8 p.m. And then uh, that's it. <laughs> I have podcasts all week long. I appreciate it. Speaking of podcasts, let's get into it with Kevin Prentice. Had his Kevin Prentice Hatter's World. I have to learn how to enunciate. <laughs> Use your words, Dan. Use your words. All right, let's Skype Kevin Prentice. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast i encourage you to check out the video version it's over on my youtube page youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys dan yeah or just uh, look up radio what.com on youtube and you're gonna find it right there all right let's skype kevin prentice now way is normal i can live like that we can live with that i've had to do them but do them like that before no big deal <laughs> kevin prentice of the hatter's world welcome to the show my man well i mean you sent me a link to to watch your movie i kind of scrubbed through it I, I see there's a lot of characters a lot of action a lot of that uh, was it like sports and stuff but i i did look at the overview and uh, you know the, i guess we're here to talk about mostly about your your movie that that's just coming out, Hatter's World, the the movie, and then I want to dig into who you are, Kevin Prentice of Hatter's World. Tell the people who you are. Well, I'm uh, yeah, Kevin Prentice. Um, I created Hatter's World. I made a movie. I, I'm donating part of the proceeds to my brother who suffers from concussions. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm the first magician to levitate two people live and. I put that in my movie. That's recorded. Um, I my movie is fifty percent point of view. But you actually get to see what it's like to drive the Batmobile. I boxed an IBF champion. I skated against a Stanley Cup champion. I wrestled the world champion Tito Santana. I'm serious. You know it's like getting slammed by Tito Santana. I do. No. So yeah. And uh, let's see what else. Um, 
I, I recorded with uh, the, the gentleman from the storage wars, John Luke and uh, Joe P. You know, very nice man. Awesome. Great scenes. I did historical scenes and uh, recorded with uh, Mark Leiter. Awesome man. And as well as some other different, you know, cameos coming through there. But uh, yeah, I was able to put together a really unique movie with a 50% uh, point of view. Uh, I got it connected with a company called Gubba Rum. They're, uh, they're that guy. You know, yeah, uh, Steve, uh, very, he's, uh, I, if you notice in my movie, I have a tendency to wear his outfit. Why? Because I, I got what they call rum balls. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, uh, you know, it's, it's what happened. We, it's a magical story about a reporter that comes from up over my house and make himself at home. And I said, and I do. And I said, make yourself at home. What happens is he goes and eats my Aunt Alice Brownies. I said, I said, make yourself at home. You don't go eat a man with brownies. So next thing you know, it, it, I said, what do you think Alice did? Went, went down the rabbit hole? No, I said, no, she went down the rabbit hole. I said, you're screwed. So it becomes a magical journey in my story where I go to a bar and start bouncing from, uh, actually, I start boasting because I get drunk and I start bouncing from TV show to TV show to, uh, to, um, go against three pros in three different manners in order to get out of the television land as a, as a, um, you know, uh, it's a long, it's a great story. Uh, I can honestly say, um, I'm the first person that got, uh, I can't remember, but the devils, they gave me permission to use their logo in my movie. How cool is that? I went against Jim Dowd from the, from the Stanley cup champion and he's wearing his devil's outfit. I had to write this. Uh, the NHL gave me permission to put this in my movie. You know, um, like I said, the IBF champion. It, it's really, you get to see from a point of view for $5.55 what it's like to actually climb in a rink or skate against it. Why? Because I thought I can do everything a pro could do. I, I become a loud mouth. Yeah, you know, Kevin, Kevin like, Prentice, yeah, man. You, I, I, yeah, you like can, I said, I only got a chance to scrub through the film. And I was wondering if I was watching exactly if I actually saw what I thought I saw. And yeah, it is action packed. All of that, everything that you just said and more is in this film. Because I, you know, I'm, I, I, I said, wait, was that just a Batmobile? Was was that wrestling? Was that hockey? Was that? And this is me just kind of skimming through because I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. But now I'm excited to watch it. Now, when you mentioned Randy Cross, I did see his scene. And I was like, wow, that's great, man. And and you do have some cameos. Mark Leiter's in there. John Luke. Uh, Darren Checkmate. Me, me, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. but Majinski. Majinski. And Tito Santana. Oh. You know, man, that, I mean, he's a he's a, uh, a a legend in in WWF, man. How did you get all these people in your movie? Um, That's a great story. Um. It's kind of a my brother with the New Jersey thing, and uh, most of these people are from New Jersey area, except uh, John Luke's from New New York. Uh, but uh, well, Keto lives uh, not too far from. It. I actually knew Mark just as a. a, a I worked at a Home Depot and uh, he became a customer. We started talking about my brother, and I was telling about how my brother had suffered concussions, and. Um, he got denied benefits uh, for four years, and uh, he finally got his uh, benefits but lost his house due to concussions from New Jersey. And uh, they, meaning, we, you know, I told you to pop Warner, he got major, and he, he, that's the whole thing. I was, I was helping 
raise concussion awareness. And, and uh, I said, yeah, but I got to get a hold of this guy, Mark Leiter, to uh, sign a ball for me because I want to do a benefit for my brother. And he goes, dude, that's me. And I'm like, dude, I got to meet you. I've been talking to this guy for eight times and I had no idea it was Mark Leiter. We just became friends way before that. And uh, from that point on, he became a really great supporter in my movie as far as helping me through different things. Uh, and uh, it, whatever, it just became uh, one thing led to another. Well, when um, you were talking I, about your brother, you said you said something about Pops Warner. Did he get concussions while he's playing football, little league football, maybe? Yeah, when he was, uh, and, and we all remember how many fingers am I holding up? That was real. Uh, in Pop Warner, he actually got total of eight before he graduated high school. But I remember one Pop Warner season, he got three in one season. I mean, think about that. That's like you're, you're still a kid growing up. And they had one like after two weeks, you're okay, go back in. Yeah, we don't know. And then he got hit again. He was running back. And then he was fast, but he wasn't that fast. Obviously, he got hit. Um, anyway, he ended up getting to, you know, hit. And by the time he graduated, I seriously, I watched him going out last uh, high school one. They took him out for a week in the, in the hospital. He just, he just, it was horrible hit. It was like, wow. Now his brother going, damn, you just, you got hit. So anyway, no, but he, we didn't know that it took later on effect. And when he was 50, he had an aneurysm. And I said, okay, you know, I, I knew he had an aneurysm. It happens. Uh, you have a heart attack. It happens. What happened was I didn't realize that he was not getting his benefits uh, from the concussions he received. Was calling him. He had he had a seizures in their office. I mean, seriously, but you were asking for benefits. All of a sudden, you end up on the floor going, hey, you know, and you can't, you know, see, that's why you, you know, the, you, know, you smoke pot, so you don't get it. Not trying to be rude, but he, he just, and uh, that's what happened. And they said, oh, no, no. So basically, uh, after his fourth year, he got benefits, but he lost his house. I did not know this, and I originally started the movie, and I was like, dude, that's so wrong. I said, uh, can I, I said, I was going to make a movie that was totally different. I said, let me just rewrite. I said, I had my magic scene already figured out. I really, I was the first guy to levitate two people live. I had that already on film, so I knew something, a core to work with. I said, let me just change, and I, I, I made it a politically correct 100% movie that was able to get different um, pros in that understood concussions. And, and, and you know, and sports related issues about it. And John Luke played hockey and is a really awesome person as far as the, you know, uh, uh, just round roundabout and as well as different people. Um, I have a gentleman there who's actually in the movie. Um, oh, what's, um, what's the, uh, um, the new uh, Italian movie? Oh, there's a lot of movies, but you know, I, I no, do no, want to no. dig into this. I, I know that if this is benefiting your brother, the story, uh, of your brother needs to be uh, a, a big part of what this is, what this uh, this podcast, this story of how this movie came to be. Uh, you know, it, there's a lot of time between high school or, or grade school age to 50 years old, and you say he only just got benefits four years ago. What was he doing That's his true. whole life? That you what? know, was he having problems throughout his whole life? Well, you, you that way I could actually get him on. Uh, we, but basically, uh, as a brother, we talked. But I knew that he was he was having um, when he, when what happens is like I said, concussions happen. You do it whether he was getting any sort of uh, headaches or something. He didn't tell me about it, and then all of a sudden he told me about an aneurysm, which caused him to go down in like a, it's what they call as a uh, disruption of the brain. And from that point on, he would from every from that point on. 
uh, like I said, I knew he he would have seizures, which would cause him not, you know, you know, seizures doesn't make you want to do it. doesn't make you want to go out of your house. You know what I'm saying? And you basically, because people stare at you as you're on the ground, make having an implicit fit until your seizures pass. That's what he was doing. And he still does that. He doesn't go out too much. But anyway, he, like I said, he, he ended up losing his job, lost his house. And I'm like, dude, that's not. And so basically, uh, I was able to. And the irony was that even in this movie, I actually got a concussion doing this because when I boxed, Darren Checkmate Majinski, I'm sorry, but we actually boxed. You want to see a real five for five? No, seriously, you don't go up. To, I want, no, he did it in respect of my, and it just, it, you watch it. I was there. I've never been knocked down. I was Army Infantry Martial Arts. Um, I wrestled when I was a high school wrestler. I mean, you, you watch some really good stuff. So basically, but yeah, I was able to get these guys to work with me and make a great story that I wrote. Um, and I have uh, my editor um, just recently worked on the movie The Joker. Okay. Exactly. Which I thought was really cool. I was like, oh, wow. You know, so we were able to, you know, um, and you get to see some great civil war scenes. Uh, it's just, it's just all, all around, you know, it's, it's a great story. I would not recommend it for kids. Okay. I think it's a great eight o'clock in the movie evening type thing. And I'm donating proceeds to my brother. And for $5 for 50 cents, think about it. You take your laptop, you hook it up to your television and watch a movie. No, it, it really, when you see it, you, you please tell the world. Oh, that's simple enough. You, you definitely can hook it up to a television or, I have a video projector out there. I enjoy it so much watching movies. So I, I'll definitely put it up there on the big screen. But, you know, no. we're, we're talking about, did did your brother inspire you to make movies or were you making movies already? Um, I'm a comic and a magician. I've worked in, uh, I, I've even done a theater. Um, the theater I first performed at, my the only one, uh, George Byrne and Gracie Allen's first performed together. You know, you, I don't know if you ever, ever heard of them. Oh, really? Have I ever heard of them? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm not trying to make myself old, but no, seriously. Um, I'm 51. I, I, I'm 51. Yeah, Whether I heard it, I heard about it from me. Together. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. That was their first time performing together was in the same theater that I performed at, as well as Mae West actually performed there. So I actually did a comedy magic show there. That was kind of cool. I, I performed around. I traveled. And, um, well, Kevin Prentice, I, I'm 51. How old are you? Uh, 56. 56. Okay, so we chewed a lot of the same dirt. Uh, you know, we grew up around the same time. I get it. Uh, maybe well, yeah. you, um, you got a little bit more of the cool. 70s in you. I, 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 I'm more of the 80s, I guess. But uh, certainly, man. I, and you grew up where? In New Jersey? In New Jersey. Uh, you'll get to hear a story about my family uh, history, which is kind of cool. Um we were a pre-revolutionary war from New Jersey. I mean, that's how our family actually went back to where they actually, no, it's not a joke. They, they're supposed to be, there's a deed written on deer skin in, in a museum about my family. You know, we own that land. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Indians came on our property. Uh, you ever heard of Lenape, Lenape Indians? No, but you know, I just finished okay. watching Hamilton four times. And I know that part of that story. Well, I, spoiler alert is in New Jersey. You know, uh, uh, some of that is in, uh, uh, was it Waponok? What, what, what's that? Well, there's Whippany. Um, uh, New Jersey. There's there's a, a city that has a, a really fun name. Oh, I can't remember it. But anyway, that's where Hamilton got shot. I'm sure everybody knows that Hamilton got that's, shot. That's down by the uh, Hamilton. That's down by the uh, the riverways. Yeah, we know about that. Yeah, but, he, exactly. I've, I've, uh, 
good place to go for the, uh, the cake boss. There's cake along that area too. You know, if you ever go to that show and go to cake boss and have that nice dessert, that's also in that uh, 10 minutes from there. So, I mean, you're growing up in Jersey in the seventies, man, uh, a kid, uh, just trying to figure out his way. When did magic and comedy start? Uh, ooh, uh, parents got divorced in Mag- uh, Disney. Disney was the first creator of magic. I was going down Main Street and a, and a guy said, come inside. And he, he actually said, hold on your hand. I did. And I opened it up and I think uh, seven, eight rabbits popped out of my hands. So I was like, wow, that was pretty good sleight of hand. I'm like, what this should happen? So basically, I, I got hooked from Disney uh, or to say. You went but, down to uh, Disney World? I, yeah, I started doing magic. I, I, I did a high school. Uh, I did. I was a uh, gong show type things with the, you know, I went against the, you know, all that good stuff. And then I created what I did. I, I actually did a, a trick. Uh, you ever heard of the TV show uh, movie called Faces of Death? Yes. The eating the monkeys, yeah. man. That, that monkey scene changed my whole life. I, I saw it by accident. I honestly, um, I, I was going through uh, my phone and saying, a magician make a mistake. I'm like, dude, yeah, I dropped a card. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm watching a guy get killed in this movie called Face of Death. I'm like, oh, God, it's a magician dying. And I watched it about 15 times and knew what he did wrong. And I do that trick in the movie that you're going to watch. Oh, my. I mean, yeah, just, that, yeah I think no, a lot of people time, watch that movie on a dare. I, I, I think I'm a sorry. lot of people watch that movie on a dare, Kevin Prentice. Man, so yeah. you're your girl. You went to Disney World, and that inspired you to be a musician. Oh, it actually did. Yeah, I went from there. I actually started. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, I did. Disney does that to people. But yeah, I, I lived in Florida. I graduated. Uh, I moved uh, moved from uh, New Jersey to Melbourne, Florida. I, I lived there. Uh, I dreamed a genie during the eighties. That's when I, you know, I wrestled and did all that down in Florida surfing. That's cool. Okay, now the first time that I, I first and last time that I served was in Sebastian. Uh, pretty close, no, I guess, guess, where you're at. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The sharks are great. They invite you there. No, yeah, no. Yeah. You don't realize that until you watch that TV show, the greatest uh, deadly show with that Australian guy. Yeah, he's right there. He caught that Makos. Yeah, I'm from Miami <laughs> in the Florida Keys. And, and just on a, cool. on a whim, uh, my buddy said, hey, let's drive to Sebastian. I got a couple of boards. We'll go uh, surf. And here I am surfing waist high, falling like crazy. He he was a much better surfer than I was, but I didn't know about the sharks until much much later, man. Uh, yeah, there uh, it's great because of the inlet, the way the water breaks, and, and there's a, I'm goofy foot, so I had to go you know have my back to the wave. Yeah, but I surfed up uh, from uh, I'm from Indian Atlantic, so I used to watch the space shuttle go up as a kid. I used to go outside my house and actually watch the the rockets go, like kind of entertaining. Hey, for the people who don't actually, know what a goofy foot is, yeah. uh, let them know what, what's a goofy foot. Uh, I'm a, uh, yeah, it means I, I'm a left, left-handed person, so I go. My back would go to one wave. I, I would surf one wave. My right foot would go. Because what happens is, the right-handed person will go one way. I'd go the opposite. I'm lefty, goofy foot. Yeah, what's the disadvantage of that? Is everybody's going right, you're going left? Uh, in the rocks, it stinks, but other than that, it's, it's just the way the wave breaks. It's you know, it's nature. You know, wave can go left or right. It's just how the wave is. It's just uh, you learn to surf both waves. That's just basically it. I, I surfed about an hour and a half after Hurricane David. Uh, I, I lived in Hawaii. I surfed there too. Um, I, I mean, no, I really did. I was in, I've done my stuff. I actually wanted to do part two. I, I, I wanted to. Uh, call out a gentleman who surfed my beach. Uh, his name was, uh, yeah, the, 
I'm drawing a brain fart. Uh, That's geez. all right. Once you get past 50, we start farting up brains oh. for sure, man. Well, I, I, I used to do Jerry Lopez board, but uh, as Kelly Slater, he, he used to surf at our beach when I, before I left for the army. And this you is know, in Hawaii or this is I, Melbourne? I had no idea who he was. This is in, in Hawaii or Melbourne? Melbourne. Uh, I'm from Cocoa Beach, Melbourne area. Kelly Slater from Cocoa Beach. I'm from Melbourne. And if you ever surfed, you, you go down to Sebastian and let all that. And that's where Kelly Slater's from. He's 12-time world champion. I've DJed a lot of parties in Cocoa Beach, yeah, man. I'm very familiar. And I've watched a lot of, of shuttles go off in Cocoa Beach as well. I mean, those were those are some glorious times, man. The 80s were were great, man, for the space race. Cocoa Beach was amazing. You'd be surprised at how many... Famous people live on Cocoa Beach. It's expensive, but definitely yeah. beautiful, man. Nice place to to kind of grow up and hang out. No complaints. <laughs> yeah, nope. it was great. No, so, no, no. And uh, that's where I ended up uh, having fun. And I and from uh, I did my high school, and then I joined and eventually went in the military and did my you know three years in the army and moved on. And uh, what kind of magic? Kind what of kind of job back, did you, you do? Know? What job did you yeah. do in the army? I, I was infantry and. And if you notice my hat right now, uh, my son sent me this for Father's Day. He's uh, just graduated uh, at being a mechanic in the Army. Excellent. Wheel mechanic. Yeah, it's very cool. He's now going to airborne school. Man, I mean, so. he'll always have a job. He's a mechanic. Forget about it. And even, you know, airborne, hey, you can take it or leave it. Yeah. But definitely a mechanic. You can lose, use that in the real world for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely cool. That's why I'm I'm sporting. He's like very cool. That's because I call myself the Hatter in my movie. I I uh, change different hats. I you know it's part of persona. And exactly. I was like, what do I wear? I'm like, hmm, my son's hat. He's actually in my movie. He's actually the uh, the referee when I was boxing. Okay. Thinking, you know, no, he's and I couldn't think of a better person to be standing next to somebody who I could just say, stop killing me. Because this guy, you know, Darren, he, he beat me up twice. He comes up to, and he goes to me. Um, first time I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to box you in a movie. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm not going to swear, but I apologize. He goes, you want to fucking fight me? He, he's two, two inches from me getting a ring right now. I'm like, no, he's getting a fucking ring right now. I said, I'm going to straight getting a fucking ring. I said, okay. We get in. I, I No kidding. I hit him. And he put seven in my midsection. I'm like, oh, okay. I go in the corner. and I'm like, oh. For about three minutes, I said, Darren, I said, that's great, but nobody wants to pay $5 to watch you just punch me. I never been beaten up without somebody not punching my face, man. He, uh, his fists were back in my hand. Like, <laughs> well, no, that's the thing sorry. about having a boxer and not an actor. He's not an, he's not necessarily an actor, man. He was actually, uh, he, you gotta, you gotta direct the guy. You gotta say, pull some punches, man. Uh, g- give me about an inch before you hit me, you know? <laughs> It was a movie anyway. Second time, he goes, how do you want this? And uh, he was an IBF champ. And Darren goes, I go, Darren, you train with Bernard Hopkins. He goes, hundreds around. You, you know Bernard Hopkins, world champion. He goes, yeah, I, I train hundreds around. I said, well, do me a favor. Take it one step above training, but one step below murder. <laughs> yeah, you like I, the realism, I, but you don't want to get hit, man. He goes, I think I can do that. I'm like, no, I, I know you. No, no you're going to do that because you kill me. No, seriously, I didn't realize. You don't realize how uh, how God how good they are. I really and uh, he anyway. Yeah, he watched the film and this one's great stuff. Uh, and he was nice. Everybody was great hearted. You know, people they, they reach out every now and then. Yeah, you so, find uh, that people are great, man. Plus, my, you get to see me. Uh, 
my, I have a girlfriend, you'll see great artwork in it, but uh, she was actually one of the, uh, I do magic and you'll see that le uh, levitation. I levitate too, but I also do um, the, but I also do one of the trick in that movie. Uh, I play with fire. What? Where, do you, where do you learn all these skills? Hey, there's one yeah, thing for, for a, a guy on, on Main Street in Disney World to hand you a, 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 make a bunch of rabbits come out of your hand, but how are you learning all this? I mean, Okay, all right. You already t said that your your parents uh, split up. My parents split up as well. That's how you get creative. You you have bad experiences, and you and you, and you want an outlet to to uh, well, get your sorrows out of your way. That's that's what I did. You know, I found other other outlets that, to, instead of uh, saying, "Oh, woe was me." Oh, woe was me. No, but you started doing magic, man. I mean, where are you learning magic? This is before the internet, before YouTube. You know, this is you had to get a book or what? Yeah, well, I, I yeah, I, you learn from other magicians. It's it really is what you do is you actually want to figure out what you 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 learn from other. You just it's something you want to do. You pick it up. You want to say, I want to go this route. Yeah, I, I can I can escape from like mailbag tricks to handcuffs to fire to I, I do all. I studied every different technique of magic. You just you find out from. Yeah, you can, you know, when I learned, I learned from Disney, but I learned from books. So you started learning uh, Houdini, you knew who he was, <coughs> and you learned about his tricks, and you learned what made him, like, um, do you remember him when he, he did the, uh, he was naked, yeah. and he was in handcuffs? Yeah, I've seen the okay. movie, and, and I know after right. 100 years, he's still the king. I mean, you know, shoot. Right. You, know how he, you know how he got out of those handcuffs, right? Out of the change when he was upside down. No, I don't know how. You know how, right? Well, that I'll treat is because it's it's that's public. Um, he built a pendulum inside the lock, so when he was upside down, the lock would disengage, and and hence he could be up releasing the, the the handcuffs, and it locks upside down. But while you were standing up, you could not pull his locks apart because it was a pendulum design. He was a locksmith, you know. So basically, as he was standing, but when you took him upside down, he was in really he was not chained anymore. Well, incidentally, did he get uh, killed with a punch to the gut? Wasn't that his his demise? Yeah, he had a uh, he had yeah there was uh, illnesses. Somebody actually did punch him. I don't know. You know he, uh, you know I did that trick uh, where I, I put myself in in, in harm's way and uh, the gentleman died doing it. Uh, yeah, was that scared? Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, it happens. There's our, you know you you push your magic uh, escape abilities or you know I do other tricks too. But that yeah he he can die and he uh you know. Uh, whatever it's it, you it just you find out i but i actually that's you know that was something i i just knew i could when i watched it somebody die on the phone i'm like wow I, and I, I knew what he did wrong and i studied it i studied it and he escaped from a i escaped from a straitjacket underneath a 50 pound weight with six inch spikes above my head there's a flame burning the the, the rope and i'm trying to escape underneath it while i because without getting the, the impaled and because that's what happened to the guy is the rope burned and he got impaled in the face and I'm like oh my god and, and you know, said and, oh yeah, I got to do that <laughs> you you said yeah. oh I can do that really <laughs> what uh, what kind of a person uh, you know what kind of a mind uh, says uh, he sees that kind of thing and and says oh I can do that and I can do it better Kevin Prentice you're oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> 
Thank you. I apologize. But that, yeah, I never thought about that. Makes me not feel that good. But no, I knew he, I, I, I realized what he did wrong. And I don't want to tell you because it ruins to have the movie, but, um, I actually knew it and I studied, I studied and I studied. I'm like, I knew what you did wrong. So I actually know how to get out of straight checks. I know how to get a handcuffs. I know how to, yeah, the ropes and that. Yeah, that's all the good stuff. And you learn about fire was just something I, I, I picked up on the way of different. You start learning about, you know, how fire in different ways. You have like, you no idea. There's more that can be powder to, to something to explosive, to launching, to grabbing, to holding, to fire. There's a whole different chemistry. Well, I mean, going through yeah. the, the timeline, when did you go to Disney World? Was that, I mean, what year was that? And, and how old were you I, back I was, then? I was in uh, probably seven, eight years old. So we're talking, I don't know, 77s. Yeah, wow. that time. Okay. And yeah. that was the inspiration. Then you started, what, card tricks? Or, I mean, what, what do uh, people start with? Yeah. Uh, well, I, um, no, I did. I, I yeah. I, I, what did I do? I actually, at when I was seventh grade, I did a, uh, I, a, um, I went to a talent show with the uh, junior high kids, and I came in second place. I actually put out a lit cigarette in a scarf. I thought I was going to get suspended for having a lit cigarette in the school, but I lit a cigarette out, and I put it out in a scarf, and it made it disappear. I did that and a couple of other things, and people were like, where'd it go? And I'm like, okay, that's, that's part of the trick. The point is, I lost to the hot chicks, okay? Yeah, but you had uh, you had a chance to, to – uh have a lit cigarette in high school. How cool were you then, man? Uh, how, what did the cool Jun- kids think of you then? Junior high, and I did. Yeah, well, they like. And anyway, so basically, that's when I started doing magic. I backed off of magic for a few years. I actually met um, a magician who actually worked with Jerry Lewis before Jerry worked with Dean. And I said, you know, I, I quit doing magic, and he goes to me, um, you know. Hey, buddy, I'm not trying to be rude, but you you can't quit doing magic. I said, what do you mean? He goes, can, can you unforget the tricks that you learn? I said, no. I mean, yeah, he goes, you can't go back from, you're a, once you're a magician, you're always a magician. I'm not trying to be the worst person that tells you the bad news, but, dude, you're always a magician from this point on. What you do with yourself is, but you're a magician from now on. Man, it sounds like you've been inspired throughout your life. I mean, give credit where credit is due. I want you to name names. Who who are these people that you became? I guess an apprentice uh, of sorts, or your they became your mentors, your your heroes. Oh, that's a tough one because I his name was uh, no, that was a gentleman I talked to. His name was this uh, was Ray out in uh, Jersey, other side of Jersey. I don't have a mentor. I was a magician. He he had worked. Uh, his name is Ray Magic. If I started googling his stuff, but I used to buy tricks from him and stuff. You learn what would happen is you would go in and he would teach you uh, some of the newest tricks that were out on the market. I believe he was from like a 60s and 70s old time magician, but he owned a magic shop and he would just perform different. So I was able to pick up whatever I felt comfortable. You pick up the stuff that you like and what you want. There's street magic. Uh, there's there's uh, theater. I like theater magic. That's what I'm into. I, I actually have uh, a guillotine. Okay. I put my head. Yeah, I love that. That's great stuff. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. It's uh, no. I, I'm more of a theatrical uh, magician. Uh, I, yeah, can I do? I can do the David Blaine type of things. And um, Chris Angel is a great TV magician, right? Which right. means once once you turn off the television, or you got twenty people in a room all pretending to be. Ah! No, I'm not. You know, that's his type of now. But people believed it. Uh, David Copperfield. I mean, you you know, but you know, but seriously. He's a great guy. Yeah. 
I just think that there's different styles of magician. Uh, I think, you know, I think Chris was great in some ways. I just think he just got too TV. You know, David, David Lane would do a lot of personal stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, what's there's only so many uh, tricks you can do. Uh, you know, I'm sure all the tricks that were that were done at the turn of the centuries uh, or centuries ago, they're just getting updated, updated, updated. When I found out how David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear, I mean, they had a whole documentary on it. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm going, oh, yeah, I guess that would do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, amazing. And, and, but it's the illusion. And as an audience member, you have to be a part of the show. You have to suspend disbelief. If you're going there to see Kevin Prentice, the Hatter, to go, you know, to one of your magic shows, I got to be like saying, hey, wow me. And I'm ready to be wowed. I, uh, who probably most inspired me was a he he's a magician who died. Um, Doug Hennings. <gasps> oh, Doug Henning. Ah, yes, Doug Henning. Oh man, I used to enjoy watching him. It's not just he did great magic, which he did, but he also had that great voice and and, and yes. just you know great stage presence. You got to have a show. Yes. So I mean, oh, I, nice. I've never seen one of your magic shows. Do you have anything on YouTube uh, with it or? Or you have yeah, to go ahead. I um I used to do comedy clubs, and what happened was I finished doing a set, and a guy goes, "You're really funny." I, you go back on Jersey. I'm like, "Yeah." He said, "Good," because I'm stealing your material. I'm like what? No, I said, "No, dude, I'm serious." I wanted to tell you face stuff, you know, that I'm stealing material. I said, "Why? Why?" He yeah, sue me. I'm like, from that point on, I I didn't want to give stuff away. You know, basically, he's using my comedy in Florida. I can't do a thing about it. You know, what well, can you pat your jokes? Yeah, I wrote some really fun stuff, and I, I have, I, I, I was, a, I still am a, a, a comic, and I had fun doing traveling, doing comedy shows. You're never going to get rich. You're just going to have fun and, and enjoy what you do. Man, but Kevin you know, Prentice, that's but you're not dumb. Kevin, Kevin Prentice, that's frowned upon, man. You can't steal somebody else's stuff, and not you that you, can't. yeah, you, right. you yeah, face. So it taught me, and at that point, to not do YouTube because YouTube, you get ten thousand views for, and then they'll get a little bit of money. No, so what am I giving away my jokes? No, gotcha. no, no, no. I okay, now I get it. Yes, yeah, st- I'm, I'm talking about stuff that you've already done on stage. If somebody ever, you know, once you've made a, a I guess a comedy show, a, a comedy special. If you've done any spe- any specials, uh, I, I've done some stuff. I try to stay out of uh, limelight because I think once you give up your freedom, which I just recently have done, you're now you're 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 giving up your your freedom. Uh, I can't explain it. I, I've done uh, I've done podcasts here and there, like what I'm doing, but uh, and then I would do a comedy. Or I do a couple of comedy acts, or I went down to Florida to do a couple of things, and I or, you know I maybe a magic show here and there, but I would personally never try to promote myself because. At a certain point, I didn't want to really be exposed to that level because you know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. You know, we're talking here. You'll, you'll see what's going to happen exactly. It's they're going to it's it's going to change things. Yeah, Kevin Prentice, you make a lot of sense. I mean, you if you you could do the same act over and over across the country if you've never been on television or on YouTube, which is great. I mean, it's better for your for your psyche. You can come up with a a good you know half hour hour of jokes. And just do it all the way across the country and make money that way. But if you once you put it down as a comedy special, then that's it. Those jokes are done. You got to come up with a whole new special. 
So I, I could yeah. see your point. Yeah, I, I've done that. I've, I have about two hours worth of material. Um, so that as far as like, but there, you know, once I, you know, after that, I, I basically run out. And like I said, jokes were good, but um, I knew in my heart that if I wanted to actually make money in the business industry of entertainment, that the theater was probably, or in this case, my movie design, which nobody's ever done is I took a camera. And how many points of view movie have you seen other than Hardcore Henry? No, all I did no, was I, I kind of skipped yeah. through it, and, and and I saw that there was there was it was action packed, man. There, there's boxing, there's hockey, there's wrestling. There's I was like, wow, man, there's there's so much to see here, and this is an hour and one minute, so it's a a very respectable movie. I mean, have you have you shopped it around, or is this uh, available on 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 Apple, or 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 is it going to have theatrical release, or what what are we doing with this movie? Well, that's a good point. Is uh, I. It's a point of view movie that I'm, I, I just basically released on uh, Gumroad. Basically, you go through your website, uh, com, or you can actually, if you want to read about the, my brother and the whole storyline, is go to hattersworldthemovie.com and, and go through that way and read about the story. It's a, you know, pay here or click on here and it go into the next site. But basically, it's it's an internet movie. Uh, I designed it with <clears throat> totally different concept was I go to uh, Jim Dowd. I'm not trying to be, you know, but uh, he's a hockey player. I, I go, Jim, I said, how many people do you know? He says, I know thousands of people. I said, well, you have friends that you can help show this movie with, or, you know, we can retwitter this movie with, you know? And I said, this is, and uh, I was able to get all the pros to work at the same pay rate because I didn't no pro thought they were just different than any other, you know, and I'm still giving money to my brother. So everybody was treated equally just because they're champion of one, you know, everybody was like, okay, I will do this. And that's a yes. And how many hours? Okay. Yeah. And they, they knew the cause and it was, they were just like, sure. I will. And they're all from, like almost all from, from New Jersey, Jim Dowd from locally, um, Mark Leiter locally, you know, uh, Tito, not locally, but semi-locally, um, you know, jumbo. But anyway, it's it's good stuff. Um, so where was the movie made? Was it made up in Jersey? Uh, Jersey, Pennsylvania, all around. Uh, yeah, I had uh, I had some. Uh, my friend actually shot some shots in Florida, but it, it put it in. Uh, you can't. It's fun stuff uh, in that way. Um, I actually, you'll see a lot of difference. I actually get lost into your television sh channels so you'll see me go from tv show to tv show to tv show in order to complete the challenge it's great why is that because i got my reporter gets drunk i go to the bar i got drunk at the bar and i end up becoming a belligerent drunk and mark Leiter ends up gives me the chance to go through the door of the door of opportunity so that's how that's you know and henceforth and then from there they can actually see me on television they're in the bar there's people in the bar now can actually watch me on television to complete the tasks I'm, I'm stuck on i'm stuck in a television set in order to meet uh, now i gotta do all this because my big mouth got my ass in trouble because i was drunk and i'm a magician and it's a magical bar and of course when you do magic this is what happens uh, and uh, you know it's good stuff so you'll see that in the movie um well the listeners are going to want to know well how, how did you make the jump from stage uh, actor stage entertainer because I, I can't even put you in a box man you you do magic, okay. you do comedy, yeah. but how did you make that jump to movie maker? Uh, was this is this your first offering? Did you go to school for movie making, or I mean, what what put besides the, the having your brother as inspiration? Uh, you know, hey, he needs he needs a couple bucks. Let me see how I can do that. 
How did you come up with the idea to make a movie? Well, I've done the, I've done theater in different parts of the school system. Uh, that was fine. Uh, the the concept was that nobody had designed a movie. What I made was uh, using a the GoPro or the phone system. Which, by the way, phones actually better cameras than they used in 1970s. If you actually wanted the pixels are, are incredible. I, I have you know using a gimroid system where you don't get sick and bouncing around. And uh, the the GoPro is um the GoPro is, is a great system, and so you can actually incorporate the different sort of. Uh, a different sort of, um, you know, that you you have, you can you you can incorporate to different you know angles and stuff like that. So basically, I created the point of view mixing with an older movie called uh, George Plimpton. And if you remember that, yes, yeah. uh, paper uh, uh, paper line. I believe he wrote a book called Paper Line, and I mixed that with an Alice in Wonderland concept. And I wrote the and I as a kid, I, I grew up. Um, I could be a creative writer and stuff, and I designed the story, and I incorporated both of their philosophies into making Hatter's world. I, I you know originally I had Morphin's world. That's totally different. I'd rather leave that one into another day. Hatter's world, which was in henceforth, this is where I took it into another realm. But uh, it's, it's writing both of those stories and combining and shaking around and just creating my own world. Yeah. So Hatter's world. Was that a concept that you had previous to the idea of making a movie or was that, the idea for the movie um i created hatter's world i um i've always had a, a, a hatter's world to be like a, a a safe haven off the you know off the cuff world and in another another uh dimensional realm as one would call it and that's how i ended up creating hatter's world as, as in this case uh the easiest realm for everybody to understand is television you know you see people and you, you think that's you know that's how the world is you yeah. know so i just created that realm well, I can you see you making this making this into a board game or a video game. I mean, I could see several different options to to. But like I said, like I was asking, the question was 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 Matt Hatter's World something that that you used as an escape, or was it the the movie itself that you made this concept for? You said this is the this is the movie. Um, that's I basically no Hatter's World was basically I, I wrote it into. The it's a tough one. Uh, I wrote that uh, it's basically the whole movie concept of being able to uh, to go from uh, to go. Um, I, the, hatter, the hatter can go from different realms to different realms to being able. To, that is my storyline. I, I try to keep to that as well. As if I do another storyline, I can always choose to enter different uh, areas. One would say it's kind of like you open up a door and I can go into a different place, a different era. And I use that, and I still keep that. That's where Hatter's World was, and I created the euphoria and and, a, and, a, and created in that sort of concept. Yeah, I enjoy that. That's uh, as far as I. Uh, it's just a story I wrote. Which how do you get there? You got to have a door. Uh, you're mixing with Narnia. You have a which you have the closet. In this case, the bar door. You know what I'm saying? You had to have some way to create it. In this or what else? Because uh, my attitude, I use the bar. You know, it just it worked in itself. And, yeah, Kevin know. Prentice, I can see you had lots of inspiration. Uh, there's so many different avenues now that you've left it open to where uh, all it takes is a door or a drink at the bar to open up these new worlds. Man, you, you could make part two, three, four, five. This could, could be a whole uh, plethora of stories. And you said there's already another yeah. thing besides Hatter's World. Do you have something else that you're working on already? 
I have part two actually. I've already written it. Uh, you have to watch one to see how I get into part two. But uh, I've already. Uh, I'm working out a deal with uh, somebody who's in NASCAR, who's a uh, who's a. Um, he's he's actually won the Hendrix uh, Award twice. He's in the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame for mechanic, uh, Charlie uh, Langstein. Uh, I'm going to screw his last name up. It's uh, He's on that double zero team for the uh, NASCAR. He's a mechanic and I'm going to be uh, going against the female uh, drag racer. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I can't pronounce names to save my life. But in any case, you know, um, she a uh, world time drag racer. I'm going to be going against her. We're going to be actually going and using NASCAR cars. We're looking at right now to drive around a track as well as I'm actually going to be going against a, a major league baseball pitcher, Mark Leiter wow. junior. Yeah. Who pitched, he pitched for the Phillies, a couple other teams. Okay. Yeah. Cause I yes. see Mark Leiter was in this movie. And is it his right. kid? Yeah. His, his, his brother's Al Leiter is, you know what I'm saying? From the Yankees, the voice of the Yankees. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, his, his son pitches, pitch for, just got released from the Arizona uh, team, and he's, he's on actually one of those other uh, leases. He's uh, it's, it's one of those leagues that are actually still, they call it, uh, it's kind of like a grapefruit league that they're pitching in, whatever, but he's still playing, so it's great. But he, I'm going to be going against him. I watched him uh, strike out Todd Frazier six out of eight times. I'm supposed to go against him. So, all right, so how, let, let's go into the, 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 the nuts and bolts of it. How long did it take to make this movie? Uh, went from writing it to putting one, it together? Two, three years. Uh, I, the next one, I've actually have a lot of beef footage. Um, you're going to watch me in part one have some really cool TV shows that you're going to relate to. Yeah. And I actually recorded other TV shows that are just as relatable. But I, it's kind of like, which shows do I want to keep bringing every movie into? You know, so like, well, why did you use this one? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, give me an example. You know where they go out and look for uh, uh, buried treasure, you know, on an island, you know, something like that. You know, yeah, I work with, you know, those type of, you know, characters. Yeah, I do different other television, uh, you know, where they go and repo things. I, I did that one too. You know, so I had, I have another part two already pre-scanned out as far but I, I needed to, uh, in this case, complete the three pro challenges. So basically, part two can actually be done in about six months, where part one took about three years, because I did a lot of different recordings that I didn't, you know, until I figured out the storyline. And then I, so now I can make part two a lot faster. Yeah, I suspect. That now that, yeah, now that you've made this world, I mean, you figured George Lucas made Star Wars, it must have taken, you know, 10 years to make the first one. And then after that, he had the the concept made. Now you got the the story. You can start, you know, taking different avenues. That's fantastic. You're making your own your own world that people are going to want to explore. That people are going to want want to be a part of. You might even have like fan fiction. You might have you know fans that'll dress I'm up sure. like some of the people. Could you imagine that? Uh, I mean, this could go huge. You know, because sometimes fans get a hold of something and it becomes their own. You know, I could, I could see that, man. I mean, how's that? That's got to make you feel good. Uh, how, what's the response on this? I mean, I, have people told you, uh, you know? Uh, well, I've, um, everybody actually, and I tried it. I said, look, was it worth? I mean, my movie, I could charge a lot, but because of the virus, I kept the movie to uh, 
Five dollars and fifty-five cents. I know it sounds kind of odd. I'm not trying to, but seriously, had I charged twenty, you know, uh, oh, well, Steven, you know, you could have recorded. Yeah, I'm not Steven Spielberg. This is the first movie, and I'm donating. And you'll never see a movie like this. This is what's cool about this: is I designed from point of view to, to actually climb in a boxing ring, and you're going to see what it's like to actually box a pro. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess I could have put twenty on it and and feel love it, but I, I only. So basically, it's it's slow, but it's because I have to get people to watch it and take a movie review about it. It's like they, it's kind of what I, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm levitating two people at the same time. They're looking at me like, yeah, okay. It's the same concept. I've got to convince a few people before they're like, he just did that. Okay, good. I've had everybody I said has said it's worth the money. Well, even um, those big name, yeah, even those big film. name directors and producers, they, they had a first film too. They didn't come out with, you know, right off the bat. Most of them, Started off uh, with a small film that they did in, in film school. You know, uh, Tarantino s- uh, swears that Reservoir Dogs is his first film. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure he did something back in school that he kind of threw away and said, forget about that one. Forget about it. <laughs> I uh, didn't really. Uh, film was not my total, but I knew that um, if I can get people to watch it and and share it. Because like I Tito Santana. I wrestled, he wrestled Hulk Hogan. You know what that's like? First of all, I, I'm so honored that I would be able to wrestle these guys. I mean, the Hulk, uh, Tito wrestled, you know, Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, come on. I, I mean, I'm, I, you watched it, and, and, and I knew that if he can just reach out to them and say, hey, guys, his brother got hurt, and Sharon and part of the proceeds go to him. Can you have your fans watch the movie, see what it's like to climb in a ring from that point of view? I mean, how, how wrestling fans, you get to watch what it's like to climb in a ring and he's getting thrown against the ropes from world champion. I'm sorry. It's not like, not like a kid around town. No, it's a world champion. That's cool as hell. Yeah, Kevin Prentice, you know? is this whole movie just you getting beat up, you know, between Checkmate and Santana? Is that, is that the main part it, of it? it? It's three. It's three. Uh, I have to go against three pro challenges. Um You'll see a really awesome story with the historical points. Me get through stopped in, but yeah, it's not a jackass video. It's got a, it's, it's, you'll find that it's actually the, the story. You'll learn about history. You'll learn about me and my family. Um, you know, I don't want to ruin my story, get a story, a spoiler, but, um, yeah, you, you, yeah, you learn about my family and, and then we, we lost half of a town in card game. Okay. You learn that about New Jersey when you watch the film. Oh man, there is so much I got to look forward to. I'll probably check it out this weekend for sure, man. And I'll let you know what what I thought. And now, uh, man, and you already have uh, part two in the works. That's fantastic, man. You're you're going to be prolific. Uh, what were you saying? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm basically trying to. We're uh, probably looking at Charlotte right now. I'm trying to get to do a road course and a and a. Uh, uh, and it all will set up and trying to do a both of those uh, shooting in probably about two and a half months. That's fantastic. That's my yeah. Where are you living now? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, you're back in Jersey. Uh, okay. Well, when did you leave uh, Florida? Uh, 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 in the 80s, uh, 85, 86. I left in the AF and then I've been back up here. My, my father helped me move them to Florida as they get old. That's what they have as they go to Florida. That's and what I they <laughs> that's what they yeah. do i mean but then you went around for a little bit was was uh the was hawaii because of the army or did you go to hawaii yeah. for another reason yeah i was uh, i left high school and i joined the military and i, I went from florida which i did time in hawaii once where i surfed in there i did have great time and uh, i 
You have to leave Hawaii. Hawaii is a Friday night. If you lived in Hawaii, would you care what day of the week it is? I don't care. Every night is Friday night down in town of Waikiki. Yes, because we're on vacation, and so are you. So yeah, you have to leave there. It's better leave. It's 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 you just yeah. So uh, dude, I understand. I lived in the Florida Keys, which is like a, a water, a, maybe a smaller version of it. But I, I had to leave the Florida Keys because it was making me so soft, man. And nobody wants to work down there. Everybody's on vacation. <laughs> no, seriously. And like at the Wall Street, unless you're a chef or boating or something like right. that, tourist industry. No, yeah. Motels. You know, I understand that very much. But it, you've, after you lived it, you find out that's not the life you want to live. But you, you, when you lived it, though, you enjoyed it. You, yeah. you, you experienced life and you like something else to do you know I, I, right now I, I live uh, 10 minutes from uh, remember the show uh, Jersey Shore sure yeah it's, I live 10 minutes uh, away from there now so, so alright um, so you uh, do a lot of gym tan laundry yeah you, you just spend, you spend your days doing gym tan laundry GTL no, no, I work at I work at Home Depot and I you know <laughs> kayak when I want to yeah that's cool man yeah. sounds like you got your life all set man it, and so never you never went to film school you just you came up with the did you go to film school no that's actually what made my uh editor who actually went to film school like he was mouth was dropped open because i came up to him and he actually like, he worked on the movie the joker i mean you're talking about a person like and i'm coming off the street going i got an idea for him he's, he's listening to me going wait you, no, you didn't. And I, seriously, he says, "Dude, that's like." And I, he didn't realize how much footage I'd already recorded with another person who was a, a still photographer. One of, a, one of the, you know, his name's David, who worked with me for a year. And I told him what kind of footage, and I told him the story. He was like, "He's hooked." He was like, "Okay, I'm with you." So he ended up, he ended up becoming the, uh, the editor, which makes the movie magic, you know, as far as YouTube mixing. And it just went on, but you know, I didn't go. And he goes, that's probably, he goes, I can't tell you how much you've done. And I applaud you. And I'm like, I, I'm not trying to get conceited because I, re, it's like, thank you. But I really didn't realize what, what I was getting into. I had no idea the, what I was, and no, I, and I still don't at times, but yes, I mean, even the legal part with the, the, the scheduling to the, to the, uh, and, and people were like, okay, can I have the script of this thing? This, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. I had to get a, a, obviously I had to get my business business license. That was another fun thing. But uh, it was, uh, aside from that, they were expecting a film school person. And you, I was like, dude, you have to understand. No, I'm a comic and uh, work with me. And uh, what happened was I was able to work with a lot of these people because my script was written. I said, can you play yourself? And a lot of them were actually understanding. They said, yeah. I, I said, in my movie, I want you to be you because it's a lot easier to be you than for me to give you lines for you to be somebody else. I said, I'll be me. I'll be the funny guy. I'll portray. I can, I can make weird voices. I, I'm a character. I'll, I'll improvise. I'll just be yourself and let's do this. And then I think that's what got a lot of them to be happy was they didn't have to. I said, all I want you to do is just be yourself for 40, you know, be it help or whatever. And that's what they did. Kevin Prentice, I've never made a movie, but I've heard that the editor really is, is crucial uh, to put the movie together. So I'm glad you had a good editor, uh, a good team working with you. And you gave the people gems. I've heard uh, that when the uh, the smartphone, the iPhone in particular, came out, that people were making actual. There was like a whole cinematic film made with that. 
And I, I bought myself a cheap gimbal for my uh, for my smartphone, and I use it quite yeah. often walking down the street. Man, it's it's like a GoPro. I mean, it it does does the job. And you're right, it it does the quality of the of the uh, picture is much better than anything that was out in the seventies. Man, you're giving people jams. Well, that's just it. And if you tell somebody, would you just said you were you already said that I'm using this phone and this thing. So expect something different is you're not going to get, but expect a great story on that sort of device. Now you got someone to watch, you know what I'm saying? That's really, and that's kind of what I was, I, 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 everybody, I said, dude, you did good. You did really good. So, you know, well, that's all I can say is we'll see. Um, talk about it. You know, I, I know that's not me. It's just something different. And uh, I think I give everybody is, come on. Everything I've said is totally different. When have you ever heard about all that? From one package in one film, man. That's just uh, that's crazy sauce. And now you have to outdo yourself for the second film. Part two always has to take it one step higher. How are you going to do it, Kevin Prentice? How? Oh, yeah. You want a secret? Uh. Now, actually, I'm, I'm actually in the process of working with somebody. Have you ever heard of him, uh, Dale Earnhardt? Yeah, yeah, racing yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a gentleman actually gave him his, him his name, uh, the Intimidator. You ever heard of his name, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm actually, and he also was a person that designed Sturgis. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. So I actually, between mixing that and the NASCAR, I'm actually possibly working. I'll find out in the next day or two whether he's going to be part of this program with Mike as part two, and because he. Uh, Yes, they can create Sturges out of nothing in North Dakota. I think he'd probably make my movie really good. Man, Hatter's World uh, just came out. How, how long yeah, ago? Just, how how yeah. long ago did, did Hatter's World come out? When did you uh, actually release it? That's a trick one. Uh, no, actually, only about two two and a half weeks. Three three weeks. That's why I said I'm learning how to use his phone systems. You know, the uh, I got to get a better you know camcorder system. We can talk again. I'll be more than happy to you know get together. We can uh, you know. Uh, I have an awesome cast, by the way. If you, you look at you, John Luke's a great guy to want to talk to. So if you want, you know, if you want to, you know, talk to any of those guys, they're great. Oh, know, I'm happy to talk happy. to anybody, but I, I'm so happy to be talking to you, Kevin Prentice. Uh, you know, to have something come out of your brain and go on to film, man, you did it. You've done it, man, and uh, it's something that I, I've never been able to do. Uh, I mean, I'm okay. I, I guess I'm a showman of, of sorts. I'm. A, I'm a DJ and I get to go play a lot of things. The the one good thing about living in the Florida Keys was a lot of destination weddings, man. I, I got to, to uh, see a lot of people uh, get hitched and go off and, and hopefully have great lives. And, and that, you know, I, I got I to was, be a part of that. I was a uh, server for a while. I worked with a chef called uh, Chef Tell. I don't know if you remember him. I've heard that name, man. He's famous. Yeah. Man. That's great. Yeah, he was like the first TV chef I think there ever was. Pretty yeah, much. Him and Julia yeah. Childs, right? Julia Childs! <laughs> the man does voices. Yeah, use him for voice acting, too. Uh, anyway, he, he was actually really funny, and uh, I had a great time working with you. I, I, yeah, I, I'm a people person, I, you know, but he was cool. And uh, my man could cook. Oh, my God. And that's when I learned how to cook myself, but I, he could cook. That's fantastic, but, uh, man. Well, I, oh yeah, I, I did want to make mention. You, you did mention your girlfriend, and she has some artwork. What kind of artwork does she do? And and who is she, man? Promote the girlfriend. I know that she. Uh, her name's Lisa Moranti, and if you um, in the, in the uh, beginning, you'll notice uh, the brownie scene is an adult scene, but uh, you'll see some artwork of a, a guitar 
and she makes wall designs and and uh, and and she refurbishes guitars. They're like, no, they cannot be played. She takes something and she in turn creates. Uh, um, I can take you over there right now and show you if you. That'd be kind of but she'd hate me. Um, but in any case, what she does is she'll basically make a beautiful wall hanging artwork out of uh, either violins or guitars or something. And you know, she's been she's in two different galleries. Prices range anywhere from I don't know one twenty to five hundred. That's no, fantastic. Really cool. What happens is the person eats the brownies, and all of a sudden he, it starts kicking in. Like, so anyway, yeah. and I just seemed like an awesome thing to start focusing on to lose your concentration in the movie. And she really is an artist. She did great, but she really is. And like I said, it went from street art to being in two different galleries. You know, so it's cool. You'll well, see it. You're like, yeah, man, that smart. is excellent. And I'm glad that you have each other, man, to, to kind of inspire each other uh, creatively. Uh, that You know, the, the artwork with the guitars and stuff like that, I kind of like that idea. Uh, I've seen it before in different galleries. I think that's great for repurposing old, uh, uh, you know, old instruments that can't be played anymore. You made them into something else. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah that's like cool. Mosaic art. I think he's into it. Uh, Isaac something. Isaac Zakoff, I think his name is, yeah, from Philadelphia. She does it, but it's a lot of jewel inlaid and tile inlaid into it. It's really cool. I'll send you a picture of it, but very cool artwork. Dig it, man. I appreciate that, Kevin Prentiss. And, and you didn't m- mention the uh, the editor's name. Uh, you got to give credit where credit is due. That man helped you out, man. Uh, put that Helped you put that thing together. Zach did a wonderful job, and so did Dave. They, uh, did both of those guys, you'll see You'll see it when they go through it. Um, they... Uh, both, like I said, two two guys who I just worked with the whole film. They both equally, like I said, the editor took my film and and, and I gave him. Uh, he took Dave's work and and some of his work. And he was, he did uh, Zach work with me on the uh, the wrestling scene with with Tito Santana. And that was uh that was actually very entertaining. Uh, I really almost thought I was going to get killed. No, you, you see the guy and you know when you pissed off the man, it's like oh shoot man, he just really. I mean, yeah, you know, and you're like, you know, you know, so and the ref has to jump in and save you. It was good. Um, yeah, I've had, I've yeah. had very uh, uh, a very short stint with the independent wrestling zone down in in South Florida. Now, the the biggest name they had down there was the was Bruce Santini. He wore purple trunks like speedos, and then the Iron Sheik. No, not that Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik two, who got permission from the Iron Sheik who passed away to uh, carry the name and to carry the spike. And I, I and, and the other big name in there was Tito Puente Jr. Now, I remember I was the announcer. I got into the ring in my little tuxedo and, you know, and announced everybody. And my big scene, and I know you're supposed to, not supposed to say that wrestling's fake. My big scene was uh, Tito Puente Jr. was supposed to hit me in, in the back with a chair. And he ended up wrestling. And, and I, so I got hit in the back with a chair and, ah, I gotta get out of here. So I know wrestling can be fun, man. A lot of fun. Uh, I've, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's it was. Uh, you actually get to see what it's like to get slammed. That's from a point of view, cool, that's cool. yeah, that's cool. I am serious. You know, and like I said, and you actually get to see what it's like to drive the Batmobile. That is so cool. <laughs> and that, yeah. hey, and for those kids, that not the new Batmobile. That's the '60s Batmobile, man. That's a fantastic car. <laughs> I, in my movie, you could 
I'm sorry, it gave me flop. I got to live and drive. You know, I was I was robbing in the Batmobile. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I'm cool. I'm okay with this. Yes. You know, you made a film that you want to see. And man, that is that is exactly what you needed to do was make a film that you wanted to see. And if you want to see it, hey, maybe somebody else will want to see it. That's how I run my radio station. It, you know, I play the music I want to play. If I like it, hey, maybe somebody else will like it. There you go. Sounds about right. <laughs> All right, Kevin Prentice, man, I've taken a lot of your time. Uh, the the website is hattersworldthemovie.com. That's pretty much all you need to find you know, all the information out there. Do you have any, any other social media that people can find you on? Facebook, Twitter, all that other stuff? I'm on Twitter, uh, Concussion Awareness. Uh, you can find me. Even if you go to Hatter's World, I think you'll, you'll connect to me, Concussion Awareness. Um, and uh, like I said, I, I really what, I, what I'd love people to do is watch my movie, but then tell their friend to watch their movie. You know, it's you know, it, seriously my brother. He, he, he seriously, you know, you're talking about somebody lost the house. You know, I want you to enjoy the movie, but I want you to tell somebody else who has sports in you. It's only five bucks. Watch the movie tonight, man. It's a good movie. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's nothing different. And you can't because the virus. Well, that's like awesome, you know, and I think you have a great date night. Yeah, Kevin you know, Prentice, the, the good cause is not is the underlying. This man in his 40s lost his house. Do you imagine? All right. I moved here. I moved from from South Florida to Arkansas at 40. So I started my whole life over at 40. But I couldn't imagine having that and having seizures. My best friend in the whole my, in the whole world had epilepsy. All through our lives, I, I knew him from you know from high school till today, and he had epilepsy and, and seizures. But I mean, thankfully, he got a brain uh, sur- brain surgery, and, and I, no more seizures. So maybe there's hope on the horizon for your brother, man. But I, that all costs money, and you need you need to make that money off of this film to kind of help him out. I appreciate that. What a story, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I didn't want to plug, but it's the truth. And that's, that's kind of what I was trying to get is that every, each one of the pros and everybody is supposed to help share to other people that, that, you know, maybe they knew the guy that didn't make it to the pros or your friend that just got hurt during the way, you know, that's kind of what my brother was. One of those guys who didn't make it, you know, you shouldn't be punished for it. Well, I mean, that's a yeah. good cause and, and a good idea that you're spreading awareness about concussions, man. As people have, I mean, people blame, think fo- football is the only thing you're going to get concussions in, but you can get concussed in, in any sport, man. You get hit in the head with a baseball, uh, you know, hockey, of course, but, you know, there's, uh, you can get concussed in, in so many different ways. And, and that, man, your, your brain is pretty much, it's you. You can get your arms and legs cut off, but as soon as your brain goes bad, then that's no more you, man. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good cause to be going for. Kevin Prentice, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, every, you're right. Any, any sport can get it. And I, I don't blame sports. I blame the, the knowledge that we didn't have. You know, you know I'm trying to say, I think, I, I think we can still have fun. But we learned from the mistakes of others. And unfortunately, we didn't know. And this is what happened now. But let's not forget people that, in this case, my brother. So yeah. that's all. Yeah, it's your way to take care of other people. All right, man. Uh, well, uh, usually I, I finish these things off with le- like last words for the people. You got any other avenues you want to explore before we close this thing up? No, no. Uh, you know, um, I just try to live myself positive. You know, I, I like to say, uh, you know, make your own current in life, you know, and uh, just 
you know, don't follow others, but make your own current life, you know. That's pretty much it. And hopefully you watch my movie. I think you'll enjoy it and tell your friends. And that's right. And I appreciate you giving me the time to tell everybody about it. And uh, that's about it. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, give me a call in about you know six months. Hey, what's going on? And uh, I'll tell you what's going on since then. Well, there you have it, party people. Kevin Prentice. Oh, man, that guy has a story. And it's for a good cause. Hattersworldthemovie.com. Look it up, man. <laughs> it is action-packed. I mean, I look forward to watching the film, man. He's got, you know, he's got six. Or if you want, if you look at Hattersworld.com, uh, Hattersworldthemovie.com, you'll see uh, a full synopsis. A wizard and a visiting reporter wind up at a magical bar that becomes a portal to a world of entertainment and sports inside the TV with the drunken hatter obnoxiously boasting about his universal talents. Pro pitcher Mark Leiter provides an opportunity to for the braggart to prove his abilities. And that's just the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg. That's where it all starts. Man, just follow him down the rabbit hole. Huh, see what I did there? kind of an Alice in Wonderland thing going on. A little, little theme. He, he builds his own world. Ah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of people that can do that, that can build their own world. All I can do is get the stories from them. I appreciate it so much, Kevin Prentice. Hatter's World, the movie.com. Check it out. And he's, he, he made, he's also involved with Gubba Rum. And I talked to Steve Gubb. <laughs> Check out his podcast on the What Makes You Famous. A feed and you'll find out more about Gubba Rum and you can have a drinky drink while you're watching the movie. How about that? All right, party people. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by get rid of anything that isn't useful beautiful or joyful a public service message from radio what.com the music you want tweet tweet yo follow radio what on twitter at radio what twit tweet tweet yo 